Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. What I learned this past week was that settling is an insult to my being. <laughs> and that counts for every single part of me and my life. Anything that, well, I've come to the conclusion or maybe it's really resonated more strongly that anything that I'm settling for is just an insult to my potential, an insult to God, an insult to the people who are depending on me, an insult to my future children. It's it's not the best thing to do. And my cousin Nicole actually put it quite beautifully when she said that, why would I settle for less when more is available? And <laughs> that question has really been stuck in my head. And I've been asking myself over and over, why would I settle for less when more is available? And the answer is because I'm lazy and because I'm not taking myself seriously or I'm not appreciating my value, all of which is rubbish and <laughs> needs to be changed. So that is what really hit hard for me this week and just seeing the effort that some people are willing to put in to their lives or even put into you the energy the passion the love and looking at that and seeing that it's available not hypothetically or in theory but seeing and having access to it and still somehow deciding that mediocrity or subpar settling is what you're going to go with. It doesn't even make sense. It's one thing for us to not have seen better. And because we don't know better, we can't do better, but it's a whole different ball game to know better, see better and not do better. It's an insult to our being. And yeah, I'm trying to do better because I don't want to insult God for creating me the way he has and for not reaching my full potential or capitalizing on what's already accessible and available to me. I hope you guys had time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which are emotions can be paradoxical. And at the end of the day, what we really need to do is what's best for us. And one of the paradoxes that I've been really noticing is the love, emotion, and physical safety or mental safety paradox. So there are situations that most of us find ourselves in, in one way, shape or form. It can be a romantic relationship, a business relationship, a sentimental family or friendship relationship where we truly love and want what's best for somebody. But at the same time, we're realizing that that emotion of love doesn't really affect the fact that we don't want them in our lives because they're not what's best for us, what's most beneficial, what's healthy for us. And I think lots of us get stuck because it's a matter of, I still love this person. I care deeply for them, but at the same time, I need more. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I need more. This is not serving me. This is not beneficial. This is not healthy for me physically. It's not healthy for me emotionally or psychologically and that paradox I think is the tough one um especially when people are dealing with issues with their family members or parents where you really love that parent 
but at the same time, being close to them is putting you at risk and not knowing where to draw the line. And that's why I'm going to go back to what I said of doing what's best for you, because loving someone being in love with them, feeling love for them does not mean that you need to allow them access to you. And yes, I can love you and know that I want everything that's best for you. But at the exact same time, I want you nowhere near me for my own personal safety and well-being. And I think when we consider ourselves quote unquote nice people, that is where this becomes very difficult because we want to be nice, but at the same time, we think that doing what's best for us is not nice to that person. But sometimes we need to choose ourselves over other people. And I'm at a place in my life where I'm okay with some people thinking I'm not nice. Because if everybody thought I was nice, I'd be betraying everybody, including myself. And that's not what I want for myself. So yeah, we need to really just do what's best for ourselves and understand that sometimes two strong emotions will be present with the same amount of velocity, passion, and intensity. And it's up to us to decide which one we want to give priority to and get to a place where we feel okay with showing the other one in a way that's serving of us. So loving somebody who doesn't treat us the best way can mean, yes, I know I still have these feelings of love for them, but I'm going to show that love to them by praying for them at a distance, not by calling them or being in their space, because I understand that doing that is not healthy or safe for me. And I have to do what's best for myself. So this week, I'm going to be talking about high functioning brokenness. One more time, high functioning brokenness. And this is this stems from a conversation I actually had just the other day where, um, well, I'll get into what the conversation was and how I got to this conclusion through just explaining what high functioning brokenness is to you. But the conversation pretty much stemmed around the holding in of pain and especially for black people, black women, black men, um, where our pain is expected to be or our pain is perceived as less than, especially for black women. Um, that's why we're dying in hospitals during childbirth at staggering rates. And when a black person is experiencing pain compared to a white counterpart, we're given much less drugs because there is this perception that our pain tolerance is higher than other people's. So when I'm dis- when I'm saying brokenness, I'm going to say brokenness, pain. I'm going to use them interchangeably. These are not necessarily physical pains, but more so mental and emotional brokenness, pain, anxiety, guilt, depression, and all of these things that looking at someone from the outside, you cannot necessarily see. So many of us are actually walking around hurt and in pain or broken, and we're just ignoring it. We're not acknowledging it. For men, sometimes it's the perception of toxic masculinity where admitting to the fact that you're having a tough day or going through something mentally or emotionally draining is taboo or seen as weakness. And that kind of forces us to be in a place where, or forces men, I'm not a man, (laughs) forces them to feel as if talking about their situation is something that is a luxury that's not been afforded to them. And for women, 
especially black women, it's more so the strong black woman trope where we are seen as the bearer of all burdens, the carrier of all weights, gracefully, without complaining and without even wincing at the pain that we're carrying. And because of these, this stigma and the stereotypes surrounding mental health in general, many of us are forced to just walk around with these things, right? And because of the fact that our anxiety, our pain, our guilt, our depression, our burdens haven't crippled us to a point where we can't get out of bed every morning, we feel like we're fine. And this exactly is where the problem comes in. Um, And that's the reason why this title is High Functioning Brokenness, because it's kind of like, um, and this is the conversation I had, it's kind of like a high functioning alcoholic where somebody will say, you have an alcohol problem. You drink two liters of vodka every single day. And the person will say, well, I still get up. I go to work. I'm getting promotions. My kids are well fed. There's a roof over my head. I can still drive and I'm okay. And us as individuals would look at that person and say, just because you're functioning doesn't mean you're okay. And I think because certain things like alcoholism or like physical pain, like so seeing someone with a broken arm, these things we've been trained to see as issues that need to be addressed. Whereas the not so visible issues, which are all the ones that are happening in our heads are seen, are not necessarily seen. So we don't always put such a big importance on getting those fixed. So yes, a high functioning, high functioning brokenness is when you are able to still live your normal, quote unquote, normal life. You're still able to do the things that are required from you, get out of bed every morning, function, excel, but yet you're dealing with crippling or difficult pains on the inside that no one can see. And I think it's very important that not only do we want to just live life, we want to live a full life. And functioning and going through the motions are not the same thing as triumphing or triumphantness, if that is even a word. So just going back to the episode I had last week where I was talking about the fact that many of us, myself included, get stuck in survival mode thinking that because we have survived, that's enough. But there, the ultimate goal is to get to that place of normalcy. And I wanted to bring back that same concept this week with high functioning brokenness, because that's something that I see a lot of us going through and having difficulties with. And it's the whole situation of always saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. And when you want to talk or when somebody brings up a situation that you've had, you brush it under the rug because talking about it would bring up way too much emotion. And because of the fact that it hasn't gotten you to a place where you can't live your regular life. You think it's not necessary to discuss it or deal with it. But just in the fact that you are not able to discuss a situation that you've gone through openly, and I'm not saying openly with everyone, I'm just saying like a trusted few, a confidant or somebody who is a safe space for you. The fact that you can't even discuss certain things and you feel like it's okay because you can function or you're doing going through the motions of life that just shows you that that situation still has a strong hold on you and I just wanted to come on here today and talk to you about 
the importance of letting go of that hurt and getting to that place of normalcy because we may not see it because of the fact that we are functioning, but there is a lot to life and a lot of situations that we aren't living to the full extent that it is available to us just based on the fact that we are avoiding fixing those situations because we're able to function. And this can trickle into every single part of your life. And I know now I've changed my intro of my podcast to say that I'm discussing topics surrounding business relationships and personal development. But I think for the past few weeks, I've really been honing in on self-care, personal development, mental health, because when our mental state is not at its optimum, which obviously fluctuates and rotates, when we are not at that place, there's no way that we can maximize on our business, on our relationships and on every single other part of our lives, because everything kind of starts from the, not even kind of, everything starts from the mind. As a man thinketh in his head, so is he. Everything you focus on magnifies. So when your mind is not in the right place, yes, you can still function. You can still find progress. You can be happy, but to the full extent that is available to you, Most likely not. So I just want you guys to understand the importance of getting to that place. And I'm sitting here speaking in ideals and speaking on the importance. By no means am I saying that this is an easy process. Being high functioning and broken at the same time, in order to really acknowledge your brokenness, it might be very difficult because to acknowledge your brokenness is to say I've just been in survival mode where I've numbed out my pain to so that I can do everything that's required of me without really paying attention. And the thing is that when we've numbed something for so long, when we take away that numb, um, the numbing agents that we use, which are maybe sometimes being extremely busy, staying super distracted, not talking about it, drugs, narcotics, addictions of different types, when we take away those... Um, mechanisms that we have used to sedate ourselves of the emotions and we really get to the bottom of what we're feeling that pain that sadness that guilt that anxiety that depression can almost be unbearable because you've never had to confront it in that way and in doing that you're putting you're you're so vulnerable that it's it's literally too much to handle, which is why many people will put those things to the back burner and say, well, I'm functioning. I'm fine. I'm, I still have relationships, but we are, we are doing ourselves a disservice. And just right back to what I learned this week, which is settling is an insult to my being, not healing, not working towards being our best selves, not working on our mental health is actually an insult to our being because we are settling for this is the way life is and I'm going to be a passive participant just riding the waves to whatever way it takes me. Whereas we have so much more control over ourselves and our situations and the best way to understand that is to mentally open up to the to the possibility that healing and triumphant and triumph is a uh, very real and accessible opportunity and destination for us to reach. And with being broken and being in relationships or having business with relationships, sometimes we won't even be emotionally available at the level where people want us to be. And not being emotionally available, if the person who you're 
dealing with in relationship this could be family friends romantic relationship business relationships any can feel the fact that you are holding back they might start to hold back as well and in them holding back you're not even getting access to the top tier connection that is available to you because everybody is kind of walking on eggshells because there's a lack of trust or thing or situations like that and with business if there is trust, um, lack of trust, if there's guilt, if there's anxiety, if there's depression, but you're still kind of working through it and creating and doing the things you want to do, you won't even realize that you're not tapping into your full potential because part of that full potential would require vulnerability that you're not even mentally prepared or willing to acknowledge or to tap into because it would bring, as I said, the floodgates of stopping the numbness. And that could put you in a place that you're not ready to be at. So I know this is a little bit heavy, but I just wanted to give you guys some considerations. I think they're more so affirmations to help you and assist you in moving past your brokenness. So all of these are going to be first person I statements and if you'd like, you can, after each statement, I'm going to, of course, do a little bit of explanation on how I got to this and how I think it could help. But if you'd like, you can pause and repeat the statement to yourself. And the point of this is that when we continue to say certain things and affirm them into our being, we, we transform. The words we say are so powerful and the things we start and the words we say and the words we hear are the things that we start to internalize and through us internalizing them over time there will be a shift and of course I'm not sitting here saying that this is by the end of this 30 or so minute podcast your life is going to be changed it could be who knows (laughs) but at the same time it's just the little prompt or trigger because some of us don't even know that there are issues that we're having because we've had them for so long until someone brings it to our attention. And then that's that light bulb or aha moment that we'll be feeling like, oh, maybe this is how I've been operating, but no one has really ever put it into words, you know? So that's kind of what I want to do. So as I say the affirmations, I want you guys to pause and say it back to yourself. I'm also going to put these affirmations in the show notes as well. So if you ever want to, you can just go there, take a screenshot of them, refer to them. I personally have daily affirmations. At the beginning of the year, I write out um, some affirmations and I say them to myself every single morning, every single morning to the point where I've almost memorized them. And I've been doing this for the past three years. And what I have said has really manifested into my life because I am praying them into my spirit man and internalizing them so deeply that my life just starts to reflect those things. So the first one is I shouldn't judge my past decisions with my current knowledge. I wasn't here then. I'll repeat it one more time. I shouldn't judge my past decisions with my current knowledge. I wasn't here then. What this pretty much means is something that we all do and it just goes back into hindsight being 2020. So when, and I have spoken about this before, I think it was in my, my birthday eight for 28 episode. Um, but it's that situation where we were in a situation. Let me start that sentence over because it's messy. Um, it's, it's the mindset of looking back on a situation that we were in, seeing what we did in that situation. And with the knowledge we have today, we, we get 
annoyed, feel guilty, or feel ashamed of what we did in the past. But it's important to give ourselves grace because who you were in the past when you made those decisions, based on the knowledge you had at that time and what you felt, or and even the knowledge you didn't have at that time, you felt justified to make that decision. Whether right, whether wrong, whether appropriate or inappropriate, whether in line with your beliefs or not, at the moment, based on what you, what tools you had in your toolbox, that's the decision you had made. But now, looking back on that decision, being in a different mental, physical, emotional space, being more mature, being more religious, whatever it is, you look back at that decision and you say, that was the wrong decision. Are you correct? Potentially. If that decision were to happen, if you were to be put in that scenario today, would you have made a different decision? Probably, absolutely, but you were not put in that decision today. That decision was in the past. So when we look at our past, it's important to give ourselves the grace of the knowledge that was available to us at that moment. And now with the knowledge I have, looking back, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but at that point I didn't know better and I didn't do better. So there's no reason to harp on or feel guilty over the fact that I didn't do more with the less that I had at the point. So it's just understanding and giving and not being so hard on your past or seeing your past with the vision that you have available today, because that's unfair to yourself. I'm not going to look at myself as a five-year-old, let's just say, and see the decisions I made of picking my nose (laughs) in public or whatever it was. And now as a 28 year old woman, be so upset at myself for picking my nose in public when I was five that I, I feel guilty now. And I feel ashamed now when I put it in that perspective, I'm sure all of you would look at it and be like, that's insane. You were a five-year-old. You were a kid. You didn't know any better. Why are you pissed off about it now? Now that you know better, even if your nose is itching, you're not going to stick your finger up, up, up your nose. Right. But that is the exact same thing we need to do with the decisions we've made in our past. Me as I am right now at 28 years old and who I was last year, they wouldn't even be friends. <laughs> well, I'm sure who I am now would be a mentor to who I was before. So if that's the case, there's no reason why I need to sit there and feel guilt about the mistakes I've made in the past. The only thing you can control is now and your future to some extent. So the things you've done in your past, you need to let go of them, give yourself that grace and move on so that they don't weigh you down. The second af- affirmation is I can live a life after my hurt that doesn't revolve around it. And I put the word hurt there, but you can put any word you want. I can live a life after my pain that does not revolve around it. I can live a life after my mistakes that doesn't revolve around it. And the reason why this is an important thing to consider is that when we have our brokenness or whatever situation we're in, when we don't necessarily heal from it, we want to surround or we want to take our lives and put ourselves in the, um, put that pain in the center and move around it. And for more about this, if you didn't listen to my episode last week about post-traumatic growth, that is exactly what it is, right? You, 
And the important thing to know is that I can live a life after my pain that doesn't revolve around it without discrediting it. So yes, there are decisions we've made in the past. Yes, there are mistakes. Yes, there are actions that we took that should we have not taken them, it could have changed the trajectory of our lives. These are facts. There's nothing we can do about it. But as I said, the past is the past and what we can control is now and moving forward. And just because you're not centering your life around the negative decisions you made doesn't mean that you are not acknowledging the fact that maybe there was a decision or there was a situation that you were in that wasn't ideal. You just don't have to put that, make that the sun that you orbit around. It could be a Pluto. It's out there. It's kind of far out. And should someone say, what are the reasons why you are the way you are? You could acknowledge its importance in pushing you in whatever direction, but you really don't need to magnify or obsess over the negative things that you've done in your life because doing so is going to keep you stuck, especially when you're functioning and you're broken at the same time that brokenness is going to hinder you from being able to move forward because many of us don't feel like because of the decisions we've made, we're not deserving of better in our lives, but it would be a waste to continue to have life after a decision and let, let that decision stop you from moving forward in life because second chances are amazing. And what are you doing with your second chance? Are you wasting it on the fact that the first one you didn't use properly or are you learning what you need to learn moving on so that you don't make the same situations again and that you can help and be the best version of yourself for everybody else who's around you. The third is I have the strength to move past this because I had the strength to cope with it. And we really need to look at, let me just repeat that one more time. I have the strength to move past this because I had the strength to cope with it. And as I discussed last week, our strengths and our, yes, mostly our strengths and our behaviors, we sometimes look at in a bubble and not realize how transferable they are. So to even be a high functioning or to be operating in high functioning brokenness or high functioning pain shows the strength you have. Because some of the situations we're in, for some people, they, would, they wouldn't even phase them. And some people would not even be able to get out of bed. So for you to be able to see the difficulties that you're in, feel the abundance of negative emotions, disconnect pain, guilt, whatever it is that you're feeling, and yet still be able to pull yourself out of bed, do what you need to do, be a support system to those around you. Even if all you can do is get up and take a shower, we need to take a moment to acknowledge that that takes strength. Yes, sometimes you can feel weak, but the fact that you've even been able to push yourself or even acknowledge the fact that today I feel weak and I'm going to give myself the grace to do nothing, that is strength within itself. And the fact is that strength is transferable. So the same way that you have had strength to cope with what you've been going through, that same strength can be used to muster up all the more strength that you need to be able to move past whatever situation is keeping you broken or keeping you stuck. It takes a lot to be able to pretend you're okay when you're not. 
it takes a lot to be able to feel like you don't have any energy to do anything for yourself, but still somehow look at the people who are dependent on you, dependent on you, whether them that be friends, family, children, significant others, employees, employers, and pull yourself up and do what you need to do for them. That is powerful. And that strength that you've been able to muster up shows that you have the ability to muster up the strength needed to move past whatever it is that is holding you back. The fourth affirmation is there is more available to me if I want it. And that if I want it part is if if only I could underline it 10 times in red and bold it and capitalize it if you want. Because as I said, the mind is extremely powerful. If you decide that I want more for myself in my mind, you'll start to notice that every situation you're in, you'll find the strength needed to continue or you'll be able to see positive situations out of it. Just like I said, life is full of self-fulfilling prophecies. One of the examples I really like to use is relationships um, where Somebody believes that every single relationship will end in heartbreak, if this is the example. And if you believe that every relationship will end in heartbreak, you'll meet someone, you'll fall in love with them, and the moment that there's the first hiccup on the road, you'll think to yourself, damn, you see, this is going to lead to heartbreak, so let me just back out, right? And what's going to happen? That situation is going to grow, grow, grow. There's going to be a bunch of fights and you're going to realize, you know what? I can't do this anymore. We're not going to be together. That exact same scenario with someone with a mindset that if I love someone, I'm willing to push to make it work within reason. They will get in, be in, find the love of their life, be in the exact same difficult situation. And when that difficult situation comes because of their conditioning, they will see that situation and say, is this something that we can come back from? What do I need to do? Do we need to have a discussion? Do we need to um, sit down? Do we need to involve an outside party who can help us? What do I need to do? Because I believe that I'm willing to do whatever it takes within reason if I love somebody. So it's what you want that you end up getting. And people don't like to put... Um, or acknowledge the power that we actually have in our mind and in what we do because acknowledging that power means that there's a lot of responsibility on us. But whether you acknowledge that power or not, the responsibility is still on you and you still possess that power. So if you decide that you want more out of life and you truly want it, it's available to you. And the things that you have been looking at as dead ends will somehow start to look like doors or the things that you were looking at that were dead ends that would have discouraged you and froze you on your spots will now be the perfect opportunity for you to turn and try another path because that's where your mind is on. If I want something and I believe that I deserve it and I'm willing to get it, I will take every single option available. I will take every path available. I will try every. I will exhaust every option available because I want that thing and I think I deserve it and I'm willing to put in the work. So if you want to get out of that place of brokenness and you truly believe that more is available to you in life and you decide that you want it, you'll start to notice the way that 
life will change around you. And this is like a conscious change and a subconscious change where like seeing the sky and seeing that it's raining and saying, oh, that sucks. I wanted to go out with my friend. Now we can't because it's raining. Whereas someone else will say, oh, this is the perfect chance for me to get rain boots and that nice rain jacket that I've been wanting. And it'll look so cute because it's raining. You know, it's the same situation. It's just how we look at it. So when you close off your mind and just say, this is the way I am and it's been working for me, it's going to be the way you are and it's going to continue to work for you in whatever capacity. But if you say it's been working for me, but I want more for myself and I believe it's available, you're going to be able to, that's going to be the first step in doing whatever it takes to get access to that and to heal yourself. And the final affirmation is, Making a bad decision doesn't make me a bad person. I forgive myself. One more time. Making a bad decision doesn't make me a bad person. I forgive myself. And this one, I really, really want you guys to pause (laughs) and say it to yourself three times if possible. Because guilt, guilt is a crippler. Guilt is a disabler. Feeling guilty about the decisions we made will block so many blessings, opportunities from us. There will be exactly what you're looking for right in front of your face and you will not be able to see it. And that sounds crazy, but it's so true. And I have been in situations like that and I have seen people in situations like that. And the ability to truly say you forgive yourself is huge because I don't think we ever really stop to on on a regular basis to say you messed up or I messed up and I forgive myself for that mistake I made and forgiveness is one of the first steps to to greatness and I have two episodes on forgiveness the first one was about forgiveness being selfish and then self-forgiveness was the other one and it's just so important and that's the thing. This is acknowledgement. We're not saying I want to brush it under the rug and pretend it like pretend like it never happened. You're saying this thing happened. I did this. I got myself in this situation or this situation. I ended up in this situation. And whatever actions transpired after it hurt me, including some that I can take credit for. But with that being said, I am forgiving myself and letting go. And being able to forgive ourselves is that step to being able to get over our brokenness because if you can't let go and actually give yourself grace which is what I always talk about I'm so here for giving ourselves the grace we afford to others you won't even be able to acknowledge or deal with the situation because the guilt associated with it will stop you from even wanting to acknowledge or deal with it but the moment you forgive yourself you're putting yourself in a situation where you have let go of the pain involved and now you're able to really get to the meat of the matter. So I really hope that helps you guys. There's not going to be any words to live by for this week because I think that all of that (laughs) is enough words to live by for you guys to go and meditate on this week and I myself as well. So um, I really hope that this episode helps you and that for those of you who maybe this episode is a wake up call that you never knew you needed or never thought was available to you. I really hope that 
it helps you and puts you exactly where you need to be to start this journey. And if you want to talk, if you want somebody to maybe coach you through it or have a session with you, I am here available and more than happy to help. You can shoot me an email. My email is in the show notes as well, or you can send me a DM and we can go from there because I think that healing is so important and it's a journey that we all need to get on in one way or another so that we can get everything that it's available to us and live the most productive, happy, and whole life that is also available to us as well. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.